You are listening to Dino and Nace on the Region Racing Podcast. Whoop whoop. Thank you for that wonderful introduction, Lillian. I am indeed your host, Dino, here again with Nath. How are you doing, Nath? I'm doing good, thank you. Brilliant. Has it been a has it been a good week? Uh been pretty pretty standard week. Nothing nothing too exciting. You haven't been out and about at all or just um no, just I guess no. the study's back in full swing now, so Study's back, yeah. What about yourself, Dean? I know you've been up to a wee bit this week. I've been up to a lot actually. It's it's crazy. I've I've been doing a lot. Um, so, have you ever been to Castle Hill? Um, I have. I have not for a couple of years, but um, I have been there in the past. Yeah, there's some cool rock formations, and these are like you can walk in between them, and they you know you wouldn't want one to fall on you. They are massive, um, the size of houses, and sometimes the size of apartment complexes. These are huge. Um, Kind of like Stonehenge, but all higgledy-piggledy. So, yeah, it's interesting. Um, and I also... What else have I been doing? It's been um, it's been your birthday this week, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I went out for dinner last night at the lab and um, had uh, some pizza and some chicken croquettes and chips. And, oh, I just, yeah, couldn't fit dessert and it was one of those. It's so good. Yeah, they have, um, it's called the lab and everything's kind of science uh, orientated. So you get the, mm-hmm. the glass of water on the table and it's a beaker and it's, yeah, it's it's just like that. So have you been? Is this the one out in Lincoln? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, yes, that's the yes, one. I have been there. Ah, right. Perfect. Um, mm-hmm. Moving right along. But before we do, we have a thank you. The Superlicense F1 podcast. We got a, a nice set of stickers sent to the, what do they call it? Regen Racing HQ. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a nice touch. And a lovely handwritten note as well, which was, uh, which was nice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Also, the competition is in its final week, isn't it, Nath? Yes, yes, we've been having quite a few entries, and we can't wait to announce the winner. So there's, but there's still time to time to enter. So um, all you need to do to enter is um, on any of our social pipes or email or anything, just send us a a idea for your favourite segment, and we will um, announce the winner next episode. Yeah, so we're going to announce the winner on the eighth of August, New Zealand time. So that's the seventh for pretty much anywhere else apart from Australia. Um, and yeah, looking forward to getting some more entries and your ideas. So Nath, media of the week. Yeah, um, I have been um, catching up on the Grand Tour um, on Amazon Video. Um, just finished season one and now just a couple of episodes into season two. Um, so yeah, just a wee bit, wee bit behind on that, but... Um, it's always I haven't seen entertaining it. watching. It's like it's it's all the best bits of Top Gear, really. And do they do anything different, or is it you know 
um, time trials and munting things and going through rivers and yeah, yeah. pretty much, that. pretty much. It, yeah, it's definitely definitely um, they've taken the best bits um, and and just you know made made it all over again. Um, there's a lot of elements which are very similar. You know, instead of having the stig going around a track testing testing cars, they've got um, another character um and you know you can kind of kind of see it's a bit of a work in development there's certainly a lot of um things in season two which um which they've changed from season one from from viewer feedback and the likes but it's yeah it's it's really entertaining i like um i like richard hammond uh i think my favorite one is when he's in the rocket car and um yeah it's just like i feel so alive um <laughs> I, I think he had the the world record oh might have been britain the british record um speed but um i also like james may as well i think he had a series that was kind of a offshoot as well wasn't it yeah um both both him and james may have done other kind of more documentary or or interesting sciencey based series themselves which are which are great watches cool one thing i really like about it is they've taken the challenges which they used to do and made them longer and a more prominent um kind of feature of the episode so it's definitely a lot more that's the backbone of the episode and then with other little bits sprinkled in i'm gonna have to watch this i really yeah i enjoy the the guys that do it so yeah maybe one for me to catch up on and cool what about yourself dean what have you been binging on lately i've been watching through the blue planet which came out in 2001 um and it's you know the david attenborough um narrated series on the ocean and um antarctica and you know all the creatures that live there and yeah so it's got like all of the different whales and dolphins and it's got quite a bit um but it also has quite a few things about how it affects the land like well like polar bears and you know seals and emperor penguins and it's got some cool storylines as well like it just doesn't say this is the emperor penguin this is what it does it actually you know has a wee story yeah. behind it and how it can get its food and what the what the dangers are and the predators around and how the predators get them and nice. yeah it's, it's, nice. it's quite good so if you're interested in documentaries um it's definitely one to watch and the blue planet 2 is out um i think it was out last year or the year before possibly so we might be moving on to that nice. one next they do a really good job if i remember rightly i don't think i've seen all of it but they do a good job in providing personalities to the animals as well yeah yeah so it's not just um this is this is the emperor penguin each of them have like they follow a couple of penguins on a wee journey yeah so it's quite cool it's quite cool in that way nice formula e news what we got first up this week nath so um formula e has wrapped up for season four but there's still a bit of news coming out um dragon racing has appointed a new team manager um gary holland so he's um just completed a two and a half year stint with jota sport um played a pretty integral part in the british team's success and um sports car racing including uh, 24 hours of le mans victory um so he's replacing uh david stubbs um who has moved on um to dragon um last year um so yeah the usual usual end of season changes and reshuffling um 
still haven't heard the season five driver lineup, but we um, expect to hear that soon. Yeah, I expect Jose Maria Lopez um, in the article uh, from eRacing365 also suspects that Jose Maria Lopez will come back. But interestingly, that Maximilian Gunther, who is their test and development driver, might be in the running as well. Mm. Have you heard of him before? Well, he does have the best name ever, um, but I haven't heard of him before, no. He does. Right. So I think he's currently in F2. Right. Um, and he, I think I first heard about him a couple of years ago, or it might have been last year. I don't know where the time's gone. Um, he was racing in Macau, and he did a really good job, so he's definitely one to watch. Mm. And hopefully we'll see him in Formula, Formula E, just so we can um, hear his name being called out. Oh, you can't wait for that, can you? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a cool name. It's Maximilian Gunther. Yeah, and especially with the British accent, it'll sound pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Or um, Bob Varsha, America, uh, American guy. Mm. Um, yeah, let's let's hope so. So, Nick Heifelt, uh, some news that he's set to leave Mahindra um, as other options are opening up for him. Yeah, um, he joined Mahindra in Season 2 of Formula E, um, so he's uh, been racing with them for the last three seasons. Um, he's had a bit of a bit of a mixed bag, scored seven third-place finishes for Mahindra. Um, his best overall finish um, of seventh in season three um this season only registered 42 points uh less than half of what he got last season so um he's been looking at different uh different future projects um away from Mahindra yeah it's an interesting one um he's got a lot of experience so maybe I would have thought that he might join another team on a you know, technical role or an advisory role, or state state Mahindra doing the same. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's rumored that he's going to Rallycross, which he's got a lot of experience, um, especially with the electric electric cars. And Rallycross is going to be electric in 2020, so that might be the move for him. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly something we've seen a lot this season. As some of those drivers who have been involved in Formula E for quite a few seasons and were performing really well in the earlier seasons just kind of dropping down the order a little bit this season mm, especially Boemi um, unfortunately mm. uh, and also Prost who isn't coming back or looking for another drive at least and also on, still on Mahindra Rosenquist he's well in talks or it's rumoured that he might be in IndyCar next season yeah, that'd be um, that'd be quite a change. I'd miss miss seeing him in Formula E. Yeah, I think I'd miss him quite a bit actually. He is he's not one of my favourite drivers, but I I do like seeing him do well. Mm. So hopefully he is retained and Mahindra can keep him. Or I think it would be cool if he partnered Sam Bird. But <laughs> yeah, um, I think it would it would be good for the series as a whole to retain you know that kind of driving talent. Um, so moving on to a different series now, British racing driver Charlie Martin has announced that she will be joining the Electric GT Drivers Club ahead of the um, All-Electric Racing Series debut later this year. Brilliant. And we've also got uh, the Jaguar I-Pace e-trophy, one of the first um, announced drivers. Catherine Legg has been revealed as the first driver. 
She actually was in Formula E in Season 1 for a couple of races with Team Aguri, which I think is now Dragon. And yeah, so she'll compete for Rahal Letterman Lanigan Racing. Hopefully I haven't butchered that too much. Now we'll move on to something a bit more, well, a bit less human. But Robo Race could let teams echo driving styles of Formula 1 greats in its autonomous series. This is cool. Yeah, really interesting, interesting here, isn't it? So eRacing365 have an article that Robo Race could use data from historic motorsport seasons to recreate the driving traits of past Formula 1 champions in its autonomous car races. Nath, uh, you excited for this? Yeah, it'll be great to see that human personality kind of um, in the in the robo race cars. I'm interested to see how the teams will um, will apply that and if it will be better or worse than what they can come up with themselves. Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see the difference between these different styles on the robo race cars. Yeah, so you could see some uh, drivers that heavily defend, like Jev. I mean, Jev's data must be an interesting read but um you know yeah. it would be cool that you'll be able to see the personality of the drivers coming through when when these cars are going around and you know some of them that are just pure speed and i mean it'll be cool to see the way they take corners as well and the differences between the drivers mm. and through the years as well so i mean I, I want to see the personality of michael schumacher racing against lewis hamilton um and Sebastian Vettel, and I mean, you could put Jev in there, Sam Bird, you could put Mitch Evans, um, all their data into the mix. Would you like to see something something like that? Yeah, I would. Now, just a question on Robo Race, Dean. Um, are all these uh, in future future seasons when, when we actually see a bit more of Robo Race, will they just be doing individual time trials, or will it be all of these um, cars on a track at the same time? I'm not 100% sure on this one. I think it is just time trials, but I think eventually what they want is for it to turn into an actual race. So, yeah. Yeah, because all I've seen of it so far is just the, the feature they did it at Goodwood where it was just you know, essentially just yeah. one at a time up, up the driveway. Um, so I think currently it is just time trials and testing. Obviously, you only want to be doing that, sure. Mm. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Nath, I think we should uh, do a little bit of a best of Formula E season four now. Are you ready to have a chat about that? Oh, can't wait, Dean. Can't wait. So, favourite team of season four, who have you got? Oh, um, from a purely technology kind of standpoint, for me, Audi was, was a real standout this season. Um, they certainly especially on the on the second half of the season, had the upper hand throughout the whole way. So I'm really excited to see what they can cook up for next season if they can carry on this um, this this train of development. Yeah, they did have, did have quite a bit of the upper hand, actually, especially the back end of the season. I, yeah, I loved what Mahindra was doing at the start of the season, and it's a shame Rosenquist couldn't, couldn't carry that on and the technical problems started happening and yeah mm-hmm. he i think he just you know the championship just got too far away from him and i think he tried too hard i think there was a race where he went on the outside and locked up and he was just trying too much to to hang on to the championship but i have to give this to Audi as well what a fight back um what about favorite driver dean 
Yeah, I've got to go with Sam Bird. I think um, he almost got there with a car that you could argue wasn't quite up to scratch. Um, and, I mean, you know, that's obviously from the outside looking in, but with his calibre of driving, you probably would say it wasn't quite there compared to, to Cheetah or Audi. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't even there with Jaguar sometimes. I mean, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see to Cheetah with DS next season. But, yeah, you've got to get, got to give it to Sam Bird. How about yourself? Yeah, look, I, I fully agree with you there on, on Sam Bird. Um, yeah, you're just left thinking if he'd been in, in another car, um, surely the result would have been would have been different at the end of the season. But my favourite driver of the season, I'm going to give it to Mitch Evans, um, just you know came leaps and bounds really in the season. Um, and once again, let down a little bit by the car or maybe his inexperience, but um, can't wait to see what he what he comes up with and, and how he competes in, in season five. And what about drive of the season? There's quite a few different contenders here. Yeah, yeah. Um, drive of the season. Um, I would go with Apton Berlin. That was such a such a complete drive and a, and a real grand slam, you could say. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, he really, really stamped his mark on that one. But there's there's so many standout moments, you know, lots of lots of um, occurrences of Jev just charging from the back and just just making up you know, dozens of places throughout a race. So um, yeah, it's hard to put it down to to one particular drive. Some very good recovery drives from Jev. Um, oh yeah, and the defense is just incredible as well. You know, um, I think I've got noted down um, Punta del Este, amazing. To hold off to grassy, yeah, incredible, incredible. For me, apt in Berlin. Yep, the Grand Slam. I think there was a member of Reddit also who said this was his moment of the season. So we'll get down down mm. to there a bit later. But yeah, so Rex or Jag, apt winning his home race in Germany. Yeah, so the Grand Slam home race. He basically just dominated the whole weekend. It was incredible. So for me, that's yeah. Got to give them that. Nice. What about your favourite track this season, Dean? Well, I think you can probably guess that it's going to be Ponte de Leste. Uh, I I, lo- I love that track. You know, you could. <laughs> I think the listeners probably could have picked that one for me as well. Um, <laughs> you can't look past the technical track. It's you know, it's right on the beach. It's it's tight. It's hard to pass, but you can get through, as we saw from Mitch Evans and um, going into thirteen, just. It was a corner that's, it's got fast corners, um, it's a great layout, and hopefully hopefully it comes back in the future. Um, at the time of recording, it's not not in the Season 5 calendar, so it's not on schedule to come back next season, which I'm I'm pretty gutted. Um, yeah, it's been a regular feature for the last couple of seasons, so hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, so if someone can put this in the ears of Alejandro Agarg, that would be more than helpful. Um, Nath, <laughs> Nath, what about yourself? Um, it's a couple for me. Um, I really enjoyed um, race eight in Paris, the the street circuit there. Um, it, looked, it looked beautiful, but it also just um, led to a really entertaining race. Also, the there's, there's a couple here. The the Santiago um, circuit race four. Um, 
hugely entertaining race and um zurich in the end those are my kind of standout favorite tracks from this season right yeah zurich was quite cool hopefully that comes back as well largest largest surprise of the season yeah so i don't i don't uh mine's not really a surprise but my biggest disappointment of the season um was in rome um even starting um or sitting in a position so close to a podium finish but just running out of running out of power on the on the final lap that was my disappointment of the season where did he get in the end was it eighth or ninth one of the two he got some points kept on dropping down yeah from from sitting in second or third to up to the second to last corner and yeah so my largest surprise of the season was andretti that they were absolutely nowhere it's interesting that they've been getting less points every season since they've been in formula e um and if you would have asked me if who would be last this season i i'd I think Andretti would be nowhere near that. Um, so that's that's my that's my largest surprise that you know they wouldn't have been my pick. Yeah, they seem to um, just you know in their two cars, Antonio Felix Costa raced in every race, but then they had three other drivers in that second car throughout the season. So I wonder if that's had something to do just with that. You know, so many driver changes, not having that stability. Yeah, potentially. Maybe the car just wasn't up to it. I mean, maybe. Yeah, it's um, yeah, disappointing. Hmm. Um. So, moment of the season it has to be the final race in New York. Andre Loderer jumping the start. That's the defining moment of the season. If he had finished one or two places higher, Tachita wins both. Yeah. So, I'm I'm sure he's probably gutted. Um. That he. That he cost the the team the championship, but yeah, that's that's what it is, you know. That's what it is in sport mm. sometimes. Yeah, at the end of the day, you you don't want to put it down to one action that you could have done or couldn't have done because uh, it'll just uh, eat you up. Yeah. So, what was your moment of the season? My moment of the season, um, raced four in Santiago, Lotterer plowing into the back of his Tachita teammate, um, Jonathan Vern. Um, that was a cool I just, one. I just couldn't believe that. That was that was just something else. The reason being, I think it was, Jean-Éric Verne thought he had another lap, and so he was conserving energy and couldn't believe that yes. the, the people behind were catching him so easily. And yeah, it was it was cool. Yeah, just a just a you know, complete series of misunderstandings, um, leading to teammates crashing into each other and then somehow recovering and carrying on. Um, without any major adverse effects. So. Was it his radio that had given up the ghost? Something like that. Yeah, I don't. I think he the radio team radio was out, and so he thought he had one extra extra lap. Um, and yeah, I think in the end, one of the uh, one of the the pit crew ended up running out with a board to the side of the track, like old times, <laughs> old school. Jeff, you've still yeah. got one more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. Oh, I love uh, it. Mm. Talking about um, Jeff, um, just an interesting um, statistic I managed to pull out. His average finishing position this season was 3.58. So that's oh, his wow. average kind of finishing position throughout the season. Yeah. That's incredible. 
we um we have a few a few more notes and stats uh down the bottom of the show notes so um yeah do you want to continue with those nate yeah yeah so as well as his high average uh, finishing position he had no finishes outside of the top 10 that's incredible that's incredible yeah points every race for jeff points every race wow and jeff and sam bird were the only two drivers this season who completed in all the races and finished all the races without retiring or being disqualified. So you can really see why wow. they uh, scored highly. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's. It also says that there's good reliability as well. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, it's as well as being a race. It's also a bit of a marathon just to get through the whole season, every race, consistently um, scoring points, even if you're not in the in the top top three, just to score some points every race and finish um, certainly goes a long way oh yeah for sure there were three teams that scored points in every race of season four Tachita, virgin and mahindra interesting about mahindra actually yeah i wouldn't have picked that one but yeah it makes sense yeah where did um where did mahindra end up finishing on the on the teams in the end of... were they, they were sitting in fourth yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it's a it's a respectable effort um i think they'll yeah they'll be in the top three next season interesting not to see um audi in that list considering they they finished on top yeah but they also had reliability with um one race that yeah santiago where they both retired yeah that that rough start of the season certainly um yeah but they they got over it in the in the second half so really um yeah Helps to reinforce that point. Or there might have been one race where Degrassi retired or Daniel retired and the other one, I think, didn't quite get in the points. Yes, race uh, might have two been a in Hong Kong. Nose change. Um, or who was that? Uh, retired and... Um, Daniel Apter retired and Lucas Degrassi finished and 14. Yep, that's the one. Season 4, Jean-Éric Verne led a total of 180 laps, a record for the most laps led in one season. That's incredible. Wow. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. How many, um, do you know how many laps in total this season? I've got no idea. I haven't done the counting. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be good to see what percentage it was. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll put that in the show notes for the listeners to give them a bit of a statistic there on on what percentage of uh, the season Jeff decided to lead from the front. So let me just do some do some maths on the fly here. Pretty rough. Uh, Twelve races. What do we say? Thirty five laps per race. Yeah, around there. Thirty five. So that's four hundred twenty laps. He was in one hundred eighty. Uh, one eighty divided by four twenty. 43% oh wow that's pretty good that's pretty good going yeah yeah so uh we've already talked about Jeff that he um finished in the top 10 of every race uh in this season but he is the only champion to do it as well season four was also the first season where two teams scored over 250 points so we had Audi on 264 and Tachita on 262 that's wow that's incredible it's- such a close finish at the end of it. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, incredible. Uh, and Sam Bird finished the season with the most Super Bowls. Seven. Wow. Monumental effort for um, mm. that car to be on, you know, to be in the Super Bowl seven times. So that's uh, another episode in the books. Where can you find us, Nate? So you can find us on the web at regenracingpodcast.com. Um or um, well, everywhere really uh, our email address is hello at regenracingpodcast.com um, and we are on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram um, as well as you can find us on all of your preferred podcast listening platforms uh, Radio Public, Pocket Cast Breaker um, iOS Podcasts um, everywhere you various get podcasts other ones. Everywhere, everywhere you can get podcasts we should be there and if there's somewhere we're not let us know awesome there is a really cool youtube video that kind of is a 60 second look of season four formula e um and i'll post that in the show notes as well it's it's really cool has some smashes and crashes some awesome overtakes um and it gives you a a quick idea of what happened excellent well thanks for hosting me today dean no problem it's been awesome to chat and it's been awesome to I guess reminisce about what happened this season and and pick out our best bits. Um, if you think we've missed something, flick us an email or um, yeah, get in touch on any of the social media platforms. Excellent. Until next time. See ya. <laughs>